They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menzoir. You're killing me. Folks, welcome everybody. You know where you are. Yes, everybody knows where they are. They are at Thoughts That Rock. Yeah, they are. The podcast that is about exchanging two pieces of life-changing advice squeezed into about half an hour. And we know exactly what's going on in your world. You're busy, right? You you got a lot of stuff happening and trying to grab any nugget of wisdom, any type of leadership to sort of amp up your life. Those are hard to come by, which is why it doesn't really matter whether you're mowing the lawn or staring at a Nicolas Cage poster, or milking a cat. We just want to be the 30 minutes. What? (laughs) You can milk a cat. I've seen movies about it. We just want to be the 30 minutes that you look forward to every week. You know, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Thoughts That Rock helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer, a fantastic nonprofit focused on providing options to kids with cancer who have been told that they have run out of options. CKC helps identify innovative options and then provides the funding necessary for the treatment. They provide hope for the hopeless, and we think they absolutely rock they totally do and listen just a quick reminder whatever format you're using to listen to the podcast if you like the show we would absolutely love it if you would just take a second to give us not only a rating but more importantly give us a review a written review those comments actually really do help get us in front of the people we need to grow the show and also we can better support cannibal kids cancer yeah so listen whatever we need to do like what well i don't know maybe to try to Put you in the mood. Uh-oh. Maybe give you a little little mood music. You know when you hear this. I know. You know what time it is? I know exactly what time it is. You know what time it is? I'm feeling it. It's business time. And our guest today is a great friend of ours who I have personally known for 15 years, really starting out with our time together at Hard Rock. I'm talking about KT Bladorn, who is a roller derby skater, and she now competes all over Florida and the Southeast. What a rush that gig must be. KT, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Yo, yo, what's up, dudes? <laughs> Everybody calm down. You can sit down now. Yes, yes. KT, 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 That must be what it sounds like yeah. in the arena. Autographs later, guys. That's so. it. So KT lives here in Central Florida, and you can probably tell that we have this uh, rare luxury of having her in studio with us. This is fantastic. That's right. You didn't have to wear the whole roller derby outfit today. (laughs) It's a little much. We appreciate it. You know, how can I compete with this decor, though? Come on now. (laughs) It is swaggy. (laughs) Has anybody even seen the decor in our studio? No. No. We're going to have to send some pictures on our- We'll include some behind the scenes. On our Facebook page. It's Natuzzi leather everywhere. (laughs) That would be cool, actually. It would be. 
I hope they hear this and send us some. <laughs> yes, please. Today's episode <laughs> sponsored by Matusi Leather. Finally found books. So KT right. still works at Hard Rock International. She's a, a global opening restaurant trainer, but is also a vibe host, which is an acronym. And uh, we may talk about that in a second. And she's also an artist wrangler, <laughs> which pretty much uh, is exactly what that sounds like. And she does that over in the live music venue portion of Hard Rock. She's a huge music and rock and roll memorabilia fan and has actually become an authority on that. She does a lot of memorabilia tours with guests. But the big news is that she has officially joined Thoughts That Rock as our new community manager. So thank you so much. Yes. Yes, we, I am honored. You know, you're it's here. Hot. There is no. I know it's tough. It's difficult to get above the roller derby queen. <laughs> yes, statues that are in your honor, but community manager it's pretty close. That rock is it, so. It's we, pretty close. You have to tell people what does KT actually stand for? Yeah, what does it stand for? Oh man, well my legal name is Katie, which uh, I'm only called when I'm in trouble. Boring. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, I just always have gone by KT, and then. When I first started skating 15 years ago, you kind of look for this identity that uh, you kind of have your roller derby name, you know. Uh, and I, since I was always KT, I, I was working in a hip hop shop actually in Milwaukee. <laughs> and this one like stoner kid with these dreadlocks like, what does KT stand for? Kill a thug? And I was like, kill a thug. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. So I don't kill anybody and I'm not a thug, but you know, it just always stuck with me. So when I have my skates on, that's my identity is kill a thug. I love it. <laughs> Interesting. Jim's roller derby name <laughs> is light banter. Yes. That, which is true. That's very threatening. It I is. wouldn't want to go head to head with you. You should no. see yeah. him skate in circles around the other girls. Can you see the poster? It's kill amazing. a thug versus light banter. That's right. Uh, Who do you think is going to win that battle? I don't think you'd be able mm -hmm. to get a helmet on with uh, that hair. To cut the top off. <laughs> Very practical and tactical. It That's is. how I look at my life. Life-changing hair. Aerodynamics. <laughs> well, we're thrilled to have you as not only part of the band, but today you're going to be our guest. So that is that is awesome. And uh, we couldn't be happier just to be part of part of the group, but uh, here today live in the studio. Oh, mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Ditto. 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 A big, huge hug in here. So you know how this thing goes, KT, because yep. you've sat in on a couple of the uh, episodes. We um, we obviously are going to have your bio in the show notes, but we're going right, to jump right to the uh, heart of what your great piece of advice is. So that's the question. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. Are you guys ready? Uh, we're we ready. I, I'm so ready. Okay. This is one from the one and only John Lennon. Hmm. Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Mm, I wow. like it. I love that mm -hmm. quote. Soak up that. I love it. I mean, well, John Lennon significantly changed my life through hard rock because we have so much memorabilia there that pertains to his life and legacy. And when I first started and I was 23, I had no idea anything about the Beatles. You know, I'm listening to Motley Crue driving around in my Camaro. Mm -hmm. And my mentor uh, at the time, uh, Jeff Nolan, was like, hey, Motley Crue, read this book. You know, and <laughs> I read this book on the Beatles and I was like, dang, these dudes are hip. You know, they were literally the Motley Crue of the 60s. So then as I started giving guest tours of John Lennon's personal things and I saw the impact that he had emotionally from all ages all genres everybody from all around the world i was like wow you know this dude is literally someone to really look up to that has impacted all these people 
So recently in my life, um, still working with Hard Rock, of course, 14 and a half years. Ooh, nice. Um, I have my director of operations for Asia Pacific, uh, Bern Conrad. I was in Shanghai and I was freaking out. No one speaks English. I'm trying to train and work through music and get everything in order. And he just hands me this card because he sees I'm stressing out. And it's this quote. And it says, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And I looked at it and I really sat there and I was like, okay, what's in my control? What's out of my control? What's my goal here? You know, because if my trainees see me freaking out, they're going to freak out. Yep. Everyone's going to freak out. Yep. And I'm like, this isn't the end. What's the big picture really of what I'm doing here? So that mantra has really helped me still to this day. I carry it in my wallet. Hmm. Um, I actually just worked with him in Kyoto, Japan. Same situation. You know, you just have all these different troubles, but you just have to look at it as an experience regardless. And that's what life is, is an experience. And sometimes things are not going to be okay, but it's not the end. You know, I could have probably used that <laughs> exact quote. I, you know, it's funny because in, in here you are um, traveling globally. I mean, I think when people think of new restaurant openings, you know, it might be in North America, you literally get a chance to do dozens of these great international locations. And I can only imagine what that is because every single one of them are going to be completely different. And it just reminded me when I was a trainer, I was a very tough rules focused corporate trainer. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as I did more of the franchise new store openings, which by the way, you have no power, like you can impact, Correct. you can influence, yeah. but you really have no real say so. So Instead of the stick approach, you got to throw your arm around people and sort of show them the way. But even when I became a manager and ultimately a department head, I just remembered, you know, I got to mellow out. I have to realize that mm -hmm. whatever's going on here, it's not the end of the world. And I, I probably could have used that Lenin quote because <laughs> I probably got frustrated about stuff that was just so small at the time. It's, you know, again, I, th I think it's beautiful that you've taken that approach. I don't know how long it is that you've heard that quote. Yeah, I mean, a, a couple years and especially just using it recently in Kyoto to piggyback off of what you just said, you know, it's really not what you do. It's who you are. So at the end of the day, when I'm, I have these trainees and they all have different backgrounds and so different from American culture too, mm -hmm. you know, and you really look at who they are as people. So yes, I'm training all the specs of, you know, corporate America and you must do this. <laughs> but at the end right. of the day, you know, where are you going to take this after hard rock because you know unfortunately some of them don't stay especially with the new store opening so i'm just using hard rock as kind of a bridge and a gateway to you know impact other people because ultimately the effect you have on others is the greatest currency that you can have love that love yeah. it yeah i'm still getting over you saying that the <laughs> beatles were the motley crew of the 60s <laughs> which that shirt's going to be in the thoughts that <laughs> yes, rock merch yes store the beatles <laughs> it is right underneath it it'll say the motley crew of the 60s dude they were burning down stuff I, I, on speed you know they were crazy they can't see kt right now but for real <laughs> she has motley crew tattooed on her upper chest like when you're wearing a t-shirt you can actually see it so if you've got no to put that whole about. the beatles were <laughs> that's right the motley crew. that's right we're waiting for the beatles the dirt netflix <laughs> special yes, to exactly. come out it's going to be amazing <laughs> little kickstart my heart there with the beatles this morning I, uh, you know, for me, I, I look at it, the thought and, and it, it resonates because I think a lot of us, um, 
So the, it depends on the type of personality you are. What I find uh, when I'm working with teams is that you get a lot of alphas, right? So, mm-hmm. so if it's in disc, you get a lot of Ds, which mm-hmm. sounds bad, but yeah. it's just this personality <laughs> yes. style. Um, you know, it's the, it's the, that sort of uh, you know, alpha mentality that we have a tendency to speak in extremes uh, or at least in, uh, in a way that we are just making things certain that we might not know for sure are certain, right? So they are this opportunity for us to say, hey, look, are you blowing this out of proportion mm-hmm. a little bit? Is it really the end? Or uh, what I love about it is if it's not okay, it's not the end, meaning there's always time. Mm-hmm. There's always time. You know, can you actually take the situation that you're facing right now and do something to make it better? Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of us are like, no, I, I don't have time. I mm-hmm. can't do it. Well, the truth is you have a problem establishing priorities is the mm-hmm. real answer. Yeah. And so there is time, but you're just r- sort of ramping yourself up into this emotional tornado that, that ends up sort of tanking the whole, the whole opportunity to make things better. Mm-hmm. But, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Uh, just, just to me always says it's the fat lady that hasn't <laughs> yeah. sung yet. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I totally concur, you know, and even think I've had a lot of hardships in life. I mean, we all have, you know, but when you sit there and really think it's all up to how you react to it and being with hard rock for so long too, and learning my work ethic and growing up like everyone, Jim, you Mm -hmm. helping me throughout uh, my career as well with public speaking and, you know, giving me all these little nuggets, everything I'm learning from you, Brant, right now, it's still developing me as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Truly (laughs) life-changing. Jim's more tactical, but (laughs) I'm I'm life-changing. It's a little inside joke, but so true. (laughs) It is. It's, you know, funny for me. So one of the things, the work I do uh, at times with banding people together you know, we have uh, sort of a set of rules that we live by, right? These are the sort of the guidelines that that determine it's our it's our intraband agreement is what we call it, right? I don't like rules. I know you don't, and and that's obvious by you <laughs> breaking the rule of comparing the Beatles to Molly Crew, but that's fine. Uh, the idea with the intraband agreement is we're sort of drawing out the outlines of the box of which we are going to agree to play in, right? So we have to know where the edges are. And one of the things that I've had to really work hard on is not speaking in absolutes, Mm. right? That my personality wants to speak in absolutes. Absolutely. (laughs) So if I, if I am, if I am telling you something, I am going to make it sound like I am 1000% sure that this is the truth, even when I'm not quite sure that that's the case. Mm. But by speaking in absolutes, what I'm actually doing is stopping the conversation. I'm not giving people a chance to actually have a voice and participate. And I'm trying to actually create the end (laughs) of, of this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it's been a real chance. It's taken me a couple of years to eliminate words like always, every time you can't, you know, it's, it's always this, you you always do this or every time you show up and what happens is I end up putting the other person in a really bad spot by sort of making them into something that they're not right. Um, and again, it's this idea of it, everything's going to be okay in the end. And so what I'm trying to do is create the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. And, and in reality, it's the worst, one of the worst things you can do when you're trying to collaborate with somebody else is, yeah. is create a false end 
you're taking away their voice, you're taking away a chance for them to contribute. And the next thing you know, they're pissed off. They don't want to work with you anymore. And you wonder why, you know, no one brings you the, the nothing bunt cake uh, <laughs> muffin or, or the cake when, when it's your birthday. Right. And well, so, you know what, I think that that's awesome that you recognize that. So that's, you know, always the first step in anything is recognizing it, but you should also rely on your peers to be like, Hey Brent, guess mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is how you're making me feel. This is what you're doing. And that's he, just he basic doesn't listen. communication. He does not listen. <laughs> no, I've doesn't. tried. He's not listening right now. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm sorry. What did you say? Uh, uh, what? I'm too busy being life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You know, I think, um, you know, Lennon is fantastic. This is one of many great, not just lyrics, but quotes. You know, he's sort of, uh, he, he was really sort of the the poet, you know, and I think mm-hmm. about, you know, the, being the the Beatles of uh, Motley Crue of the, of the 70s. What did he you say? He was the Nikki Six, for sure. He was the Nikki Six. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I wish I would have seen the Beatles. I mean, that would have been a nice bucket list. I mean, it was a little bit after my time when they were actually performing, but I've had a chance to meet Paul McCartney backstage at one of our hard rock callings. No and that was way. a cool thing. But Lennon, that would have been, that would have been awesome to spend some time. But with is him. that what makes legends legends that, you know, they're not tangible anymore. You know, that sure. kind of I think philosophy so. behind it. And maybe that's why the Beatles are so huge is because no one can see them anymore. Yeah. You know, as yeah. an entity. So. I mean, McCartney's no Ringo, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Know. Of course it's, you know, a little, <laughs> Uh, a little behind the scenes with hard rock there. They've got, of course at hard rock live in Orlando, they have, I believe it's called the Lennon room. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a little private room that is all white, uh, with some of his furniture, his original artwork, his piano, that, that, everybody you can possibly think of has signed a key on that thing. Uh, it's sort of, it's a, so it's a, hard to even hear you talk about it. Cause it's been such a major part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like that room literally changed my life without a doubt. So like, even to hear you talk about it, I can feel my passion, like just jumping <laughs> out of my chest. And that's, that's so cool. you know, kind of the point of it, but I've seen grown men cry in that room, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen 16 year old girls fight, get a job at hard rock and then eventually do what I'm doing because yeah. it made such an impact on them to see. And this is a, sound weird but to see the actual like ass imprint on the couch <laughs> that you yes. know there's a photo of him sitting yes, there on that couch that is by that far couch. my favorite piece and internationally he, he had, mm-hmm. didn't he write uh let it be when I he mean, was on it was that? his it was, man chair it, like what do you do in your man chair john lennon probably farted in that chair and that makes <laughs> yeah. it cool yes you know like he just did john lennon things he's a human you That's know right. but yeah of course he probably wrote so many songs from that spot but it's cool because it's it never got fixed because it has wear and tear on it That's from right. his elbows, his knees, maybe where he'd even rest his guitar if he yep. sat down, you know. But if that chair could talk, I'm sure, you know. Uh, it's there's, different. There's it stories. It's different than what I love about that room is is that it's one thing to hold someone's guitar. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to sort of maybe have something Im- impersonal. Yeah. Y- yes, it's a tool that they use, but to have something like was just part of their everyday life mm-hmm. to to have the painting that hung above his bed yeah. is yeah. sort of like, oh, that's it just it it, it it's like a time machine almost. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. It, no, that's, just that is exactly it, what I call it when I talk to yeah. guests. It's a time yeah. machine. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's it's intimidating the first time you walk into that room. Um because it's not, I mean, it's real. Yeah. I, it's real on, on such a different level. Totally forgot about this. Because <laughs> I guess I just realizing now how awesome my life really is. Because I'm like, oh man, yeah, that, that one time I uh, had um, Noel Gallagher from Oasis uh, staring at the chair. Yeah. Mm. Like, I never even told you that story. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, 
he actually had his wife with him too. And then uh, Liam from Prodigy uh, was there with him and their wives, uh, the Applegate sisters, whatever, they're sisters. So she's sitting there telling me, oh yes, we have the chair that goes with this. We bought it at an auction. Or there's like other pieces of furniture from that set that they have. But to be with someone who obviously the whole Oasis, you know, Mm -hmm. ripping off the Beatles, quote unquote, whatever. But to be in there, like with such a monumental musician, uh, with his influencer, was Mm -hmm. by far one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. That's amazing. Yeah, You just said something, too, that reminded me. You were talking about how things like that remind you of how awesome your life is. And you've you know, obviously shared with us privately and, and people that know you, you've gone through some challenges, particularly in this year. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you last year, just to be, you know, very honest with you guys was a very tough year for me. I mean, that was a very tough year of what I would say is a lot of change. And, you know, I went through a very tough divorce. Um, I was living in limbo. I actually had to move three different times in the last three years. I had a much less number of speaking engagements. I've talked with Brand about that. I was involved in and trying to get out of a lot of business investments that I probably shouldn't have ever been in in the first place. And I was gaining weight. And I was literally thinking, I'm like in some of the worst shape in my life, literally and figuratively. And it's funny because I had this great conversation with our good friend, Kathleen Wood. And uh, at that time, she said, listen, here's what we're going to do. We put a date on the calendar. We literally had it as a marker to say, we know that in one year from this date, your life is going to be dramatically different. It's going to be dramatically better. I love that. And it was a, it was a cool moment because I'm, you know, you guys don't know this, but I'm approaching that date coming up next month of that anniversary of the discussion that we had, the, the, the talk. And I'm going to be so giddy having this conversation with her because honestly, every one of those life markers is now 180 degrees different. And I just think about my season being so bright right now. And it was, I think because of the positive energy, the determination to actually will it into existence, we just made it so. So it's funny that, again, we know there's a lot of stuff that, KT, you've dealt with, and this thought couldn't be more perfect to represent your life, to just say, if it's not okay, it's not the end. Like, things are good, and you've got this, you've got a world of people around you that love you, and you've got this killer job that people would die to have, right? So sometimes you got to put it in perspective and go, I got it pretty good compared to a lot of other people. Do you agree? I highly agree. And man, I just like, I felt my heartbeat when you were talking because <laughs> I, I totally relate, you know, and it's sad to say, but I've told my, well, this one time when I totaled my Camaro, <laughs> which was a terrible time, Yikes. I remember sitting there and I couldn't get to work. I almost lost my job. And I remember going a year from now, I'm going to have a whole new set of problems. Yep. So it might not have been the most absolute <laughs> positive spin, but I'm like, you know what, next year I'm going to be dealing with some other stuff. So, yeah. you know, that's okay. But um, I definitely can relate to what you're saying. And I mean, you just have to keep going onward, you and, know. And now you're hearing your part of the band. I and, know. And I'm we so couldn't excited. Be, we can be happier. It actually re- is a perfect segue to mm-hmm. to our thought that yeah. we want to share with you. Um, it just fits so perfectly from what you just said. So uh, what our thought that rocks is for this episode will be. Here's our thought. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm buckled in. That's right. Wait, where's my helmet? That's it. Hold on. Thoughts that rock number two. We are created for adventure. And if we cannot find one, we start blowing things out of proportion so it feels like we have one. And this comes from John Eldridge, who's a, 
a famous author that uh, I first read this and went, oh my gosh, it's so true on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all have people in our lives. Sometimes we find ourselves in a season like you just talked about, Jim, um, that, that when there's crisis that happens for an extended period of time, um, as hard as it is to deal with, we actually uh, get pretty good at it. We live in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as we're doing, as we're recording this today, we are waiting for the impending hurricane to come in and smack us in Florida here with Dorian. And it would be like a hurricane that lasts for a year, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't leave, you end up adapting, you end up making those changes and just, it becomes a new normal uh, in sometimes the most awful of ways, right? And so when I look at this, uh, there are so many people I know that really have got to a point in their life where they only can function when they're in crisis. Mm-hmm. And so if life starts to look better, if the sun has actually risen and they're starting to pull out of this dark hole that they've been in for a long time, um, they start trying to create these crises because it's where they've learned to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. They've learned how to function within the crisis. And I think so many of us create our own hurricanes that we are living within when if we were to take a step back and understand that everything is going to be okay in the end if it's not okay it's not the end it's sort of the perfect bookend on the other side right so i really hate to admit that this really is fitting and actually um spoiler alert to everybody else i did see their thought before i came on the show and i sat there and i was like I only read it once and I was like, mm, gosh, it's so me. And that's probably why I've been single for so long because that's exactly what I do. Um, but we'll have you, your phone number <laughs> in know, the right? show notes. No, no, everybody helps. leave me alone, please. I got stuff to do. Um, but it's, I, I think when I think about this, I think about, you know, just the biological clock, for example. Um, I'll just use this as an example. I'm going to be 37 next month and you know, I'm the last in my family, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be married. I don't have to have kids. I'm happy. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I've been with Hard Rock 14 and a half years. Why aren't you a manager? Why aren't you running stuff? You know, because I'm completely happy with where I am. So, you know, I don't need this big fancy title or an SUV or a white fence and a red door and five kids driving me crazy. Cause I'm happy with where I am. Sometimes I think it's a little selfish, you know, cause yeah. I'm like, mm, but I've determined, at least I found that, you know, Hey, I'm selfish and I can't devote my time to a child because mm-hmm. I have a lot of things that I want to do for myself first, you know, but, um, you're happy with the adventure. Yes. And with the adventure is the biggest part of it for me. And, you know, I live through all my friends. I am giving a shout out to everybody close in my life. Cause especially just going through the loss of my, my dog of 16 years, you know, yeah. Those are the moments, you know, especially at this age where you realize who your real friends are, yeah. even friends I haven't talked to that my dog has impacted because yes, pets have an impact on your friends too. Mm-hmm. You know, I had everybody at my house. We gave my dog a pizza party and ice Love cream it. and she yeah. threw up some beef jerky. It was great, you know, but that's a moment I won't forget. So I now see that miserable, very heart wrenching moment of despair as something fun because the people I've surrounded myself with make it better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, yeah, it's the first part of that quote that uh, I think we have a tendency to to read right over quickly, which is we're created for adventure. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that 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 is the case, um, I think the 
what happens after living enough life that you have a maturity to be able to look at it with some perspective uh, is that you start to understand that we get to choose that adventure. That, right? Did you just call me mature? Well, can we not, can we write this down? We'll it was between it. you and Jim. Because <laughs> we'll so. I still think fart jokes are funny, <laughs> yeah. but well, you know, that's why we no love one can you. Lie. That's right. That's why you <laughs> and I get along, and Jim just looks at us with crazy eyes. <laughs> right. But no, the adventure part is literally the best part. Like it I can is. go to Seven Eleven and make it an adventure. Sure. You know, I did today. You know, and I think that's what makes your life exciting is turning even these boring, mundane tasks into something cool and fun. And I think that's you know why I have such great people around me because I attract those people because of my attitude, you know? It's funny. So we, we have a good friend uh, uh, of the show, uh, Jim Trick, who uh, is in New England, lives up in the Boston, Massachusetts area, certified life coach up there and a folk star. And uh, that's a crazy word to say, but mm-hmm. that's what he is. he is. He is. He is a folk star. Um, but Jim is a force of nature and wherever he goes, uh, uh, you know, a good time follows. And so I've been with him in these times where it's this choose your own adventure, as you say. And <laughs> There's I, a fine line in there. <laughs> I, I can remember, I can remember. So, so when you're a guitar player, sometimes you have uh, acrylic nails, right? And you, and you wear acrylic nails so that you're getting the tone that you want. If you drop a pick while you're playing, you've got an alternative here in the style of play that you, that you have dictates whether or not you have one or two or three uh, acrylic nails on your hand, right? And so I have convinced him that that we were going to go on this adventure, and he was going to get these acrylic nails on his <laughs> finger. And so we are in Manchester, New Hampshire at the time, and we're walking into this Vietnamese uh, uh, nail salon. And what's amazing is Jim walked. It's called California Nails okay? in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Oh, I'm sure they. We just walk love through this. the front door, and Jim, the first words out of Jim's mouth to a staff that maybe speaks broken English at best is I wish they all could be California nails. (laughs) And they're just staring at him. They have no idea what he's doing or why he's singing. That is great. He goes ahead. He sits down to get these nails put on. And the person across from him is wearing one of these medical masks. And he's like, I I want a medical mask. Why don't I get a medical mask? So they give him a medical mask. He puts it on. I love it. They go to the back to do something. Somebody new walks through the front door. Jim walks up to the the counter and he's like, holds his hands up like he's getting ready for surgery. And he's like, yes, we'll take you back now. Right. And and I mean, we were all sitting there mortified because, you know, we, I come from a family where we don't make a scene, right? That's just not what we do. Uh, But Jim comes from, from a background where everything is a scene. And so we're going to do that and so you know when you are around him you got to be prepared for that adventure uh, and it is uh, you know to his credit it has really loosened me up over the years to to know that you got to be careful uh, this is a guy who will grab your ear and start to make it talk uh, in, in a crowded room with people that you don't know that's awesome but this idea that we have the power yeah. to choose that adventure is such uh, an exhilarating feeling I think that I mean you're not going to see me doing that anytime soon of <laughs> <laughs> welcoming people into a nail salon that I don't own. Um, but um, it, in that same way, you know, for, for, I think there's an option, there's an opportunity for us here um, in the second half of this quote, which is if we cannot find one, um, we start blowing things out of proportion. So yeah. you have one. Well, you could also say that if you didn't have one, 
you can start to look for one that is that is maybe a more healthy choice creating creating um an adventure that works for you and your lifestyle and what you're doing that's not blowing something out of proportion that's going to sort of pull you off the path you're going down but actually create an adventure that supports where you want to go where you want to be in your yeah. life like david lee roth and face masks yeah, yes yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, i'm gonna have to look that up that's right <laughs> So I'm going to jump on that um, because I do think the blowing things out of proportion is where, you know, that's where people, they want the adventure, but unfortunately, because they're chasing that, they tend to make it bigger than it needs to be. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's a opera singer that has actually performed several times here in central Florida is an awesome tenor. It's a guy named Robert bro. He actually has a similar quote to that, that uh, John Eldridge quote. And he says it a little bit differently. He says, sometimes in life, we blow things out of proportion because proportion is so dull. So it's almost the exact Dude, opposite of the adventure, that. right? Yeah. And I think, you know, people, they, they don't want to be relegated to mediocrity. They don't want to live in a dull life for the most part. And I think people just don't wake up and think, geez, I want my life to be dull. Yeah. They might be ensconced in that, but that's the not the goal. Got to be the chocolate. In a world of vanilla ice cream. That's right be the chocolate. I like it. So I think these people, they're always looking for more, right? They're never satisfied. But if they, they, to your point, Brian, if they took a moment to step back and consider the awesomeness that is life, right? Like I'm going to get grandiose here for a second, but the fact that, you know, what you can hear and see and touch and taste and all the experiences that we have, even when there's challenging times, mm -hmm. KT, like what you and I just talked about, they would see that life itself is the adventure. You know, it's about the journey. And sometimes we're the problem. You know, sometimes the problem is us, which I've heard you say, Brant, several right. times. And I talk a little bit about this in my book, Culture That Rocks. There's a piece in there about personal culture shifts. And I, I sort of talk about these defining moments in a person's life. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. But, you know, especially when it comes to these challenging times they still regardless help make up your personality and your character and it's how you respond to all that stuff but some people will look at the challenging times as things that happen to them and there are other people that will think these moments are things that happen for them yes and they can they can be a gift i mean if you look at it like that and it might be a little bit i guess pie in the sky that this mindset but i tend to see the positive people in life they're the ones who are not blowing things out of proportion they they, they rather have decided I'm going to own my full life. And I think you're like this, KT. You're, you're a breath of fresh air when people are around you. They would never know that you have all this other stuff going on. I think you're just, you're so positive because, you know, everything's going to be okay. And if it's not the end, it's, you know, if it's not okay, it's, it's not the end. I just think the, these two quotes go together so well because you don't really blow things out of proportion. I love that about you. Well, you're really blowing my mind right now because when... <laughs> <laughs> we'll put in a sound it's effect that, later. You know, when you say it doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, is one of my favorite speeches of all time is Jim Carrey and his motivational speech. Please look it up on YouTube because like that, Jim Carrey was always an influence in my life, you know, hence my great humor. Right. Um, in, but, the, in the green mask. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the he goes on to this huge speech and it's really about, you know, how you're looking through a viewfinder. Yeah. He does get a little out there, but like when you really look at it, it really is that you have to twist it, that these things are happening for you, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just one of those things where sometimes I sit back and I go, you know, get busy living or get busy dying, you know, and I'm alive. So I'm yeah. going to get busy living. It's, it's interesting. I think that sometimes 
especially if what's happening hurts in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form, you know, uh, if, if someone comes up and gives you a swift kick to the junk, it's not a pleasurable experience. And so we often interpret that as happening to us, but in reality it might be for us, yeah. right? <laughs> Some of us need that level of interference <laughs> to actually readjust, right? Yeah. To reset, to say, cause if it was just a, Hey, um, can we have a, some light banter and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and a conversation over here that might get you reset on the path you need to be. Some of us need a kick in the junk to say, Hey, Hey, hey do I have your attention now? Mm-hmm. Are you finally listening? Because if you're present with me here, here's an opportunity where we're at a crossroads that we can take this other path. Um, and if some, sometimes we don't hear it, if, if it doesn't happen like that, if we don't feel a little bit of uncomfortableness, um, yeah, that's when, what when we were option. talking about earlier, you know, yeah. where I was like, Hey Brent, you know, but if I didn't get all those kicks in the ass <laughs> that I deserved, there's no way I'd be where I am now. Yeah, and where yeah. I am now is just happy with who I am as an adult, as Katie, as KT, as kill a thug. Mm-hmm. And I think that's as humans, what we struggle for, you know, to find our purpose is to be happy and comfortable with who we are and what you, we're doing. You look at all these people on social media that are, um, they feel like they got to wear all of their challenges mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And I'm not just talking about, you know, whether it's political or religious, they just, they feel, they just feel venomous. Like I've got to throw it yeah. out there and let everybody else feel my problems. And I can honestly say just the, the three of us, I look at what we put out there to the world and it's very positive. I mean, we all have some major things that are going on, but again, they're not, they aren't that big. They are to mm-hmm. us, but we want to share only the positive things out there. And I think just that the fun part about trying to amp people's lives up is trying to hold a lot of that stuff where we'll deal with it behind the scenes. But let's go out there and try and, and be a brighter light for people that might be living in darkness. So, you know, I, I do constantly look at the stuff that, that we've sort of thrown out there in our personal lives. And I can honestly say I think we do a fairly good job of just saying, hey, it's not that big of a deal. There's small little rocks and the big stuff. Let, let, let's talk about that and try and figure out how we can help people out. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love oh, no. you There's guys. a group hug in here. Look at our little thought tetrahedron <laughs> it is here. Right here. I can oh, show you the world. We'll That's take so a picture true. of this. That's right. Yeah, so, pal, we can't thank you enough for being a part of uh, of this group. And, uh, you know, certainly a lot of the things that we're going to do down the road, we've got some cool plans uh, together and, <laughs> and uh, some cool plans for you. Um, where can people stay in touch with you? Um, well, I do spend... Uh, the majority of my time on Facebook, unfortunately, okay. I'm one of those we love um, it. under uh, Katie Bladorn, aka Killa Thug, mm-hmm. um, and you can find me through Orlando Roller Derby. Orlando Roller Orlando Derby. Roller Derby. Perfect. And uh, you're still working at Hard Rock. I know we talked about that at the very beginning. So if people physically want to go in there and get a memorabilia tour, yeah. you're cool. Go to- ask for me at the host stand. Say, "Yo, where KT at?" <laughs> and then they'll probably be like she's not here she's in japan yeah, so. sure. <laughs> and, and katie also uh-huh. is going to be spending a lot of time in the thoughts that rock social media stuff so yeah. whether it's instagram or facebook wherever it is mm-hmm. uh, when you are interacting with us um, she's going to be probably your most common uh, contact when it comes to that and and then she'll get onto jim's calendar because he makes us schedule <laughs> our time right. in his life because 
He is light banter. That's how things get done. Light banter. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Honestly, we're, we're thrilled and uh, we were so honored that you were able to share some thoughts and uh, we look forward to the journey together. So thank you so much. Likewise, brothers. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. Rock on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, We're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on.